Welcome to Card Slingers, coming to you coast to coast. Hi, I'm Jamie Elford from Portland, Oregon, representing the West Coast. I'm Melissa Sonova, speaking to you from the Midwest here in St. Louis. And I'm Hillary, the New Yorker. We're going to talk about what we like about the cards. And what we don't like. What we're learning. And what we're teaching. It's all about slinging them cards. Happy October, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Card Slingers. And um, this week we have a guest host with us, Chris Honoreo from Instagram. At least that's how I've met him from who is also in the Pocket of Peers deck by Jamie Sawyer and just an all-around awesome, awesome guy and reader and teacher is joining us. Um, he's our replacement, Melissa, this week. So hopefully he can cuss just a little bit more than the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Hillary, uh, uh, or, I mean, not Hillary's, but Melissa's, you know. We are game. swear bears. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're all swear bears, but, you know, <laughs> Melissa's our, our, our flagship of the team. And so... Yeah, we brought him on today to help us talk about some spooky, scary horror cards. Ooh. Thank you so thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here and thank you for inviting me. Hey, you're welcome. I mean, we also, you know, <laughs> Melissa had a kind of a um hidden agenda with this because you're actually going to be coming to talk to the kitchen table gathering next month at the beginning of November. Am I right? Yes, I am. Yes. Super excited about that also. It was Yay. supposed to be, uh, you know, in person, but now it's going to be over Zoom, which is our second, <laughs> our, our, it second became year. our, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> right. I think a lot of people are used to it by now, but, you know, and until, until such time as it's safe for everybody to be in the same place mm -hmm. at the same time, uh, we've got alternatives. So, yes. And, and we, we are, I think we have fun over Zoom anyway, at least as far as how it's what we use to record our podcasts here. So, you know, it it could it could be a fun little space and, you know, whatnot. I agree. I mean, the the commodity of like being home and, you know, and and also I think of the people going to a kitchen table gathering, there's also an opportunity to save some money, you know, in lodging and and um and food, and you know, you can really invest in in the classes and um and still interact and meet people from all around the world, you know, if they join from another country that they cannot come and um to the physical space actually. So I think that's mm. great. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. So if you don't have a ticket in our show notes and everything, if you go sign up at Eventbrite, we will be there. Hillary and I will be there. Chris will be there. He'll be teaching. So we get to stare at him and for an hour and a half or two hours and, you know, learn some cool stuff. So, all righty. This week's episode comes from one of our 13 listeners. And yeah. 14, 15. 13, 15. Yeah. <laughs> I, I picked 13 because of course, what is it? It's spooky. It's, it's spooky yeah, season. It's spooky season. Happy Halloween. Happy Samhain, everybody. And so this is what we got from our listener. Hello, Cardslinger CC, the triple fire goddesses. A question you might want to consider for a podcast episode <clears throat> entitled the horror cards scene. You're turned that card over for yourself or a client and it's <gasps> Jaws scary sound. The Dude. horror card. Screaming sounds. Ah! Ah! Hillary's got a good scream. She's got a great laugh, but I like her scream. That's great. <laughs> Definitely. 
I shouldn't have revealed that. (laughs) Anyway, go on. (laughs) We'll have to have Kendra record that at some point. In any case, I hear other tarot readers say this, even those that have been in the industry for a long time, such as Teresa, the tarot lady, that they don't like a certain card. Which cards for you are the cards you never want to see in a reading for yourself? And especially if different, what cards do you find difficult to read for a client? And how do you overcome that situation? What methods do you use? Thanks in advance. Number 13. That it's a three-part, it's a kind of a three-part question there too. So we've got number 13 and a three-part question. So (laughs) we're especially special spooky. Yeah, I like that. So who wants to kind of go first? Who wants to talk about like what cards you don't want to get under reading? Or if you want to share like stories from what stuff, you know, you get with your clients that you never want to share. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's been specific ones, but only because of what they've represented um, was the reason why, like, like I've had some weird readings before, like, especially during Halloween Samhain season Mm -hmm. where, you know, the, one of the number one requests I get during this time is connecting with loved ones that have passed. And can I do that now? I don't think consider myself a medium. Um, actually it kind of freaks me out. However, I have always said, let's try. And I will pull out my tarot cards and say, let's see if we get a message from them. And I'll interpret the tarot cards as like a message from that person. Um, and one party that I did, I got the 10 of swords and this is not a typical interpretation, but I just got this download of, you know, you're, you're connecting with someone who overdosed, right? Like, is that what happened? And it's not, and that's not necessarily an interpretation that I have given before for the 10 of swords or I would give again. It was just in that moment, I got that visual and I got that kind of feeling as well. And it was like the connection was there. It was immediate. It was like their recognizer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that wigged me out. (laughs) So that was like, uh, uh, like, "Ah, okay, like, let me not run from my chair screaming and actually deliver this reading. Um, so that's an example of a scary card that I got. That's not necessarily, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's like necessarily in the spirit of the question, but like I've gotten the 10 of swords, um, sometimes the death card, sometimes the devil card, sometimes the tower card for definite. But it's like, I think we've talked about it on a previous episode where it's just like, if through the imagery, the even the client is just like, Ooh, that doesn't look good. It's just like, that's the kind of t- cards that we're talking about. Um, and I think on actually has some solutions about that. Um, but we'll get to it when we, um, talk about Jamie's horror story cards. So or did I list, did I list them already? Oh, and also the strength card. I just don't like the strength card because it's like that got that hang, hang in their kitten energy. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I don't need to see that. <laughs> Can I say that's so interesting though? I'm sorry to cut you off, Jamie. No, um, no. Uh, no, you're not. That's, Go ahead, so in, in. that's that's so interesting that you say the strength card because I've never heard, you know, I've never heard people say that about the strength card, but it also makes me think about the image the the imagery, right? And mm-hmm. kind of like how we are really um how tarot is something that Besides having a particular meaning, you really have a visceral reaction to the image, you know, on the card. And then you really feel, oh, you know, this doesn't make sense to me for whatever reason, or I don't necessarily agree with that type of imagery. So I want, I just wanted to say that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's kind of like dovetails exactly what I was going to say. Like, again, Hillary's kind of mentioned most of these standardized or traditional scary, you know, Ryder Waite Smith-ish images, you know, the 10 of swords, you got the 10 swords in somebody's back, the tower, you got people jumping out of the building, et cetera, et cetera. Falling out of the building. Falling out of the building. And um, for me, I find that when I, when I do readings for others, it's, I follow their journey. So like Hillary said, the strength card could be scary. Somebody said the Knight of Pentacles from the Shadowscapes card um, was scary to them. And I went ahead and just set that card aside. I'm just like, okay, we're not going to focus on this right now. And so, you know, it's for me, it's the time you're, you're in the reading, your headspace can be the art or the situation. Any one of those things can kind of bring up a scary vibe to you. You know, it's mm-hmm. also, again, the deck choice. Like, I love spooky, scary um, decks. Um, one of my favorites, one of the ones I got to do was Tarot Z. And that's kind of a gruesome zombie deck. And, you know, it, it's it's a love language to the zombie fans and, the zomb- of, you know, the genre. But I wouldn't use that at a kid's party. No. Or, no. or with someone who's not a big fan of zombies like me, yeah, I would probably, yeah. even though, even though I really like the, the zombie tarot from like mm-hmm. Cork Chronicle. Um, yeah. and they also did the, the housewives tarot, the housewife as well. tarot yeah. yes. but those, those two decks, they might be considered niche or kitschy or kind of a gimmick, but they actually give really good readings, which is surprising. So yes, they do. Um, the other, um, some scary cards that I find that come out a lot it, for like happy events, like death, whenever I, I'm always doing um, graduation readings, inevitably the death card comes up over and over and over again. And thankfully, the kids, these are usually high school graduates that I was um, dealing with. They always just leaned into it like, well, what does this mean? And it's not, you know, the the vaudeville style. You got to, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Hillary scream queen, you know, <laughs> yells of it. It's, you know, it's the time of transformation. It's the perfect time to get the death card for me is, you know, you know, in a kind of happier or that transition period from like one school to the next. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of on. I find it honoring when I get it. And um you know, in it's, like a conf- it's a great, it's a great confirmation. Um, I often mm-hmm. do get the death card, um, for, um, bridal parties and, and especially like the, the bride to be, um, and they're just like, Oh, is somebody going to die? And it's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is actually pretty accurate because it's the death of your single yeah. life, you know? And I know that sounds kind of cruel, but it's also kind of true. And then they're just like, Oh, oh. And, um, actually I would, I would pull the death card quite a bit, um, right before I got married. So I would get that, that card a lot. And it's just like, all right, I get, all right, I get it. I get uh-huh. it. Very <laughs> funny. I know I'm transitioning. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that quality of uh rite of passage that the death card has that, um, that really, but you know, you know, that really makes it appear in those situations. But I also always tell people that, you know, death is a part of life, right? So mm-hmm. it can mean actual death, you know, it can mean that also. I've had readings where it's signaling, you know, that someone's soon to transition also because they're someone's asking about the, you know, someone's 
situation, not necessarily, I don't do particular health readings as far as medical conditions or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm not uh, certified to do so. Um, but I do an overview like spiritually, right? And um, there has come, the, the death card has come. Um, and you know, you say, well, this person is probably ready to transition, right? Um, or getting soon to transition. It happened actually when my grandmother passed. Um, I read, you know, it, the death card came in, in a, before she passed, right, in a reading. And the other aspect is when you can get very positive card and then have a have an outcome that's not that positive, just because um, in that sense of like someone's going through some health issues or whatever, you're like, oh, everything looks so bright. It's because they're ready to transition, right? Um, mm -hmm. Just like when you have that, yeah. when you're sick and you're in the hospital and you have this, all of a sudden you get super well and people are like, oh my God, there's, you know, unexpected wellness. And then all of a sudden they, you know, uh, right. move on. And that's, that's how, that's how I perceive it too. So I particularly don't find cards either negative or positive. Um, it's all mm -hmm. based on the reading um, and the, what the question is, right? Um, I don't want to, I don't like seeing uh, um, five of pentacles in my readings for myself um, <laughs> because besides of, uh, besides the aspect of uh, finance, you know, the association with finances, right? To me, it's also a disconnect with, with spirituality or, or there's something that's not flowing, right? There's something that there, there's a feeling of, I'm, I don't feel safe. I, there's, there, there's something I'm dis disconnected from, right? Which is what um, Rachel Pollack says about, you know, the tree of life is the top of the tree of life is in the window, right? Mm -hmm. So it's that disconnect, like you're not aware that there's help there. Like there's something that's drawing, um, taking your attention away from that. And also uh, um, five, of, five of Swords is kind of tricky also. And also be, and uh, Five of Swords and the Devil, because I feel like there are huge callouts for me also. Because Five of Swords, usually when it comes in a reading for me, it's telling me like, is, are, is what you are doing worth it? You know, is it worth the trouble? Are, are you, are, you know, it's very uh, ma ma uh, Machiavellian, um, how do you say Machiavellian card? The end justifies the mean, you know, and it's like really that realization of, do I really want to go about this? this way right because someone's gonna end up getting hurt whether it's me or somebody else so i really have to assess that situation and the devil because my birth card according to archetypal tarot by mary Greer, right which um it, it used to be who um, are you in the tarot yeah who are you in the tarot and tarot cosmo constellation constellations yes tarot yep. constellations right um I am the lovers. That's my birth card, right? So the the devil is my shadow card, and um, and it's really to me the devil when it comes to the reading for me and for other people is really about the wrong choices, right? So the the lovers about choices, and and yes, it could be about romance and all this, but to me, I usually associate it with making the right choice or or choosing the you know what for the, your highest good, and then the devil is the the opposite of that, right? And what ties you down and the choices that that drag you or keep you in, in a place that where you shouldn't be. So those are the cars I don't want to ever see <laughs> in a reading, but I see them. And when I do see them, it's really a call out. It's a moment mm -hmm. of like, oh, okay. You know, I'm paying attention. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Um, so I, I really had to obviously coming up from a, and this is something that I consider too, coming up from a Catholic background, right? I grew up being um, Catholic. Um, 
cards like the Devil or the Hierophant or other cards like that have a very uh, or Death have a very strong connotation because of um, of the religious aspect. So I had to do a lot of like getting rid of <laughs> in order to connect with those cards in a better way. Yeah, I, I I have the I had the same reaction to the Hierophants. Not um, I I grew up a uh, Catholic light. So Episcopal, uh, Anglican Church, <laughs> like Catholic, Catholic light. light. I, I, I don't know where I stole it from. It was definitely not a Hillary original. Um, but Love when it. I would see the the Hierophants, I would de- definitely have that connotation of organized religion, which is something that I really rejected. And I became a, a practicing witch more to the toward the Wiccan side. But um, I would guess you would call me more progressive. Um, but it, it really did have to become, like you said, and an unpacking or an unlearning of those things to really understand. It's just like, mm, it's not necessarily about that. And um, I don't really want my preconceived notions to um, bleed into a reading that I'm trying to give to somebody else, you know, like they might have a wonderful relationship with the, with organized religion or the Catholic church. So I don't really want to put my biases mm-hmm. toward the hierophant onto my client if they happen to get the hierophant in a reading. What I love is that we're, you know, now delving deeper into the fives, which numerically, you know, yeah. (laughs) They're not comfortable. (laughs) They aren't. They aren't. I obviously am having issues saying it, you know, but yeah, the number fives do bring up like challenges and strife or chaos and confusion. So the fact that a lot of those images are, you know, not clear or kind of unsettling, you know, like every time I see a five of pentacles card, I just want to hug the critters on the card or the people that are you know, out in the cold. Yeah. It's like, come in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you're welcome here. Or, you know, yeah, the RWS Hierophant is somebody I don't want to learn from. I just, you know, I'm turned mm-hmm. off by, you know, that the, the Pope, you know, where the, you know, the, that staunch religious guy, but on some of the other cards, especially the more pagany style ones, it's like, you know, we try and dress it up as more of that leader or the um, teacher, somebody that you can sit with and listen to stories. Mm. And so, yeah, I agree. I mean, everybody's going to have their own different horror cards and associations to it. I mean, you know, culturally, and I say that like tarot community culturally, you know, you're going to find a lot of them, like the three of swords was one we haven't talked about, but I don't like getting that one because I'm like, I don't want to deal with my grief. I don't want to take these swords out. You know, I want to, you know, sit here in my little depressive state or something, you know, it, like you were saying, Chris, it's that reflection, you know, it's that mm. the call out that, you know, when I read my, when my readings, um, when I put the cards on the table, the reading is telling me, you know, those cards that are on the table, that's the call out. That's the stuff we need to pay attention to. And like, I usually, for me, um, this might be another episode at some point, what's (laughs) not on the table, because when I don't, I did an an entire uh, blog post on that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, well, I'll have to, I'll have to, yes, we should do that. (laughs) Yeah. No, because (laughs) to me, I feel like the stuff that's not on the table is stuff that's either, you know, kosher, you know, it's not meant to worry about, or just, it's just the background noise that even if it is bugging you, it's, you know, it's not on the table. It's not right in front of you being called out or the tarot or your higher self or whoever you realize, you know, is giving you that data. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're saying, hey, yeah. look at this. You got to you know, deal with this front and center. Now. I, I, I mean, it also depends on the um, the question, too. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a relationship question, you're not getting any cups cards whatsoever. Yeah. It's just like mm, that doesn't seem like it's a, an emotionally fulfilling relationship. Um, but yes, we're going to have, we're going to have to circle back and do an entirely different episode on that. I um, agree. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I don't want to interrupt you. You're, no, no, you're that, a guest. <laughs> no, that, that I was going to say that, uh, the first person I heard talking about that particular aspect of his, uh, was Jenna Matlin. And, mm-hmm. and it really made me think a lot about the way I look at the, uh, the spreads when I'm, uh, reading because, um, you usually are like, well, how does this fit in that? Right. But it's the question is about relationship and you don't see any cards and there's definitely some block going on that there's not, you know, you're either not showing a lot of emotions or you have a difficulty experiencing emotions. And as uh, Jamie was saying, like for me, the call out with those cards is like, you have work to do. So what's the work that mm-hmm. we need to do? And, and as we know, Melissa, right. <laughs> gives uh, homework. Right. And I mm-hmm. guess, I think you, you guys do also, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Giving up homework to people for when you're doing readings, which I, I don't necessarily call it homework, but I also tell people like, well, this is what you need to do. And don't get another reading until you do this because it, the cards are not here to tell you how to live your life. It's really a reflection of what it is that that's happening, right? And what you need to, what you don't want to see, it's going to show it to you. So right, right. But there was like there were two things that came up before because I want to kind of transition us into like, okay, so what do we do mm-hmm. when we I get think these kind of cards? Perfect segue. Not that right? I'm pointing out a segue. <laughs> we probably do that here on the podcast. Do we <laughs> pointing out the segues? <laughs> yeah. Good transition. It's just like, oh, Ding! now we're pointing it out. Um, Jamie, you mentioned before mm-hmm. about if it's too overpowering or if it's like blocking mm-hmm. like the the rest of the reading, you put it to the side. Yeah, I will flip cards over. So like if if you have a hard question and the image in the card or the meaning of the card is where that, you know, horror that that scream is coming from, mm-hmm. you can turn it over. You can take it out. You can lay another card on top. Mm-hmm. You know, and that can become a clarifier card to what's, you know, under, you know, taking that horrible card out. But um I find that you know, depending on the person and depending on the severity of the um, danger that card presents, you know, like it's a red card type of thing, um, you can either ignore it altogether. However, I do like to kind of gently, you know, bring a conversation back to it, depending on on what it, you know, what triggered that person. Right. Sometimes, like in this one reading I did, I was very lucky to have a licensed counselor next to me, literally in the room to where I can say, you know, we won't touch this, but, you know, you definitely can say, do you have a therapist? Have you brought this up with them? Do they, you know, do they know? And if you happen to be a therapist, you can also use your techniques to do that. For me, usually it's a a little light dancing around it or just completely ignoring it. Or like I said, okay, so we're going to, you know, whatever that card in that position or image, we're going to replace it with something else. And hopefully this is better. Right. If it's still kind of a lighter negative card, it's, it's telling me that, no, this needs to be looked at. However, I leave that up to my client's discretion. If it's mm-hmm. me, I, you know, if I get this stuff, 
you know, sometimes I'm a two-year-old and I will fucking just kick my feet and drag and, and yell and be like, <laughs> I no, don't want to. <laughs> yep. I'll have my fucking temper tantrum. Wah, and I do that. But, you know, eventually I will look at it myself. I mean, that's kind of what we do as, you know, readers. I mean, we're still human. You know, I mean, I've done that whole, you know, kind of blackjack game of laying extra cards down and never. Hit me. Yeah. Hit me. Never, never gets better. Sometimes it gets worse. And I'm just Sometimes like, fuck most, it. most of the time it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. So those are, you know, like some of the actual ways that I do it, or it's in the delivery, you know, when you get a death card, you know, sometimes you can ham it up with that vaudevillian, like, no, this does not mean you're going to die unless it, you know, truly does. And oops, but you know, you can, you can figure out your delivery styles. And those are kind of some of the techniques I do, like mm. literally removing the card out or yeah. hiding it. Not only, not only that, you can also, if you like know that you're going to be reading for children, for mm -hmm. example, or you know that someone's going to be triggered by a particular card, you can take those cards out of your deck. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're not playing with full deck anymore, but it, normally the, the messages will come through, through different cards when you do that. Yeah. So it may, it may, that's a technique that you could possibly use. We're not trying to mitigate those messages or ignore them. Um, we're just trying to, um, to, you know, like use your deck the way that you feel comfortable using it because it is your tool to access your intuition. It's not necessarily entirely precious, you know? I want to add a caveat to that though. There, I mean, just that alone, taking out decks or taking out cards out of your stuff for like events or for readings and stuff, you're going to find there's a 50, 50 split amongst those. Like, I don't, I, I don't care if it's a baby shower or whatever. I keep all the cards in, but mm -hmm. there are people out there that actually do remove them. So it's mm -hmm. really your choice and nobody right. is going to, you know, again, we, we're not going to shame you. We're not going to say that's taboo. It's whatever you need to do that makes you feel, um, like you can deliver the best message. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it really uh, comes down to the reader um, and, and their own experience, right? Because mm -hmm. death is going to be death regardless of whether it's on your deck or not, right? And change is going to be changed whether it's on your deck or not. And I think it's really our own experience of um, being okay with that right? That will make us either take a card out or not that, again, I'm not calling anybody out, right? Because you do, you have to do what's right for you, right? Mm -hmm. But, um, but I think it's really what you were talking before, before saying what I do, right? Um, what you were saying earlier is very important because now we have this overabundance of clarifiers, right? Mm -hmm. When the message is, cl is clear, then people keep pulling cards and pulling, I don't understand this. It's okay. So if you don't understand it, stop for a minute look at the card. What is the first thing that's uh, calling your attention? What is the first thing? What is your first feeling about it? Right. And as you say, you can skip a card if you don't completely understand it and you don't want to, if you're not sure what you want to say about that card. Right. But don't keep pulling cards because it's going to muddle, you know, the reading is going to make it more confusing. And then you're going to end up like, what the heck? And also, uh, or what the fuck, right? Because yeah, I'm supposed to curse. You can, you can. I know. You can. It's encouraged. You've had a lack of fucks on this episode. Yeah, right? But, um, but the other aspect was um, when I used to do my daily polls, which I still do, uh, you know, every, every, not every, not daily religiously, right? But when I started doing them, 
Um, and I would pull that shitty card, right? Of like, mm-hmm. oh shit, the tower, like what the fuck is gonna happen today, you know? And then <laughs> and then I'm like, and then I would I was tempted to pull that extra card. And then I was like, no, 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 no. Just sit with it. Sit with it, let it happen. And sometimes some shit would happen in the world that had nothing to do with me, but that was just a tower happening, you know? Something broke down, somebody lost their job, something, and then I found out about it, right? And that's really, I think my First advice for people that have difficulty reading certain cards is really make your peace with them, right? Um, and um, sit, sit with them, analyze what's causing the fear, right? And what's triggering. And obviously triggers, as you said, Jamie, earlier and Hillary also, like if you you need therapy, you have to get the therapy, right? That, that's going to help you through that, right? Because triggers are different for everybody. It's not the same trigger for everybody. Um, but you have to realize, okay, this is causing this for me, right? Um, let me see how I can get beyond that. Is it getting another deck? Is it getting another, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. Teresa's new deck, uh, the Tarot for Kids, the death card Fantastic. is called change. It's, you know, it's, I haven't opened my called, copy yet. I need to. Uh, it's yeah, <laughs> Hold on, it's, it's sitting on my shelf. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's the death card is called change and it's, it's, there's no skull or anything. It's just change, right? Anybody that's a uh, tarot reader can see that that's the death part, obviously, and the numerology is still there, but it's change, right? So if mm-hmm. you need that change of scenery and change of imagery, it's totally fine. Nobody's going to say, well, if you're not using right away Smith, then you're not a real tarot reader, right? Um, so that's first. The second thing I would say is, and this is obviously going off uh, Mary Kay Greer's book right yeah look at the cha- look at the shadow card or the light version of the card right as mm. i was talking about the devil if i am finding myself uh talking about the devil with someone and they don't know what to do because either it's an addiction right or it's an attachment to something or it's an a bad it's a bad relationship some toxicity happening then i bring them to the lessons of the lovers right because the lovers um, is um, it, it's the the opposite, and it, mm-hmm. it would be the help the helping uh, advice, right? And then also, yeah. I would take the advice from all the other sixes, right? The six of cups. Maybe mm-hmm. go back to certain memories. Let's find out where that started, right? Mm-hmm. Why are you allowing mm-hmm. yourself to be mistreated by a partner, right? Let's see where what the root cause of that is, right? Or if I go to the six of um, swords get some help to get through it, right? Somebody else is rowing that boat, right? So mm-hmm. get some get some help. Who's going to help you get through that mental? Maybe a therapist, right? Um, you know, and six of six of pinnacles, right? Like what can give you a better structure, a foundation? Where do you feel safe? Do you need to go to your parents? Do you need to go to your friends? Do you need to spend some time building, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the six of wands, right? How? What can you celebrate in your life that's different, you know, that's different from, from just focusing on whatever's shitty or whatever's uh, fucked up right now. Right. Mm-hmm. So all those things, you know, that's the type of, Oh, I'm sorry. You're going to say something. Yeah. No, we're, not, we're, we're just like, we're just like, that's so good. That's it's so good. Brilliant. I'm use I, that. I keep forgetting to look at the other, you know, to, I mean, I, I talk about fa- numbers, the, but I don't hit factors. Yeah. yeah I don't tie it back card. into the other sixes or the other sevens. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a brilliant way to break it down especially for us listeners. It's like a, it's like a hidden factor card or a teacher card, or may I just say a medicine card? Like that's Mm -hmm. like, what's the, okay. If this card is the poison or the big bad Mm -hmm. card, then what is the medicine? What is the medical counterpoint tarot wise? Right. 
I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that, um, I think that more we do that, right. The more we are, we're able to see the connection, the interconnectedness. I work with numerology also. So I always think about the num the other numbers, right. Um, but the other aspect of it is prior to a reading, I always ask people, what are you, what it's okay for you to know? And what don't, why don't you know? What do you not want to know? Right. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to talk about uh, death or, or, you know, if you don't want to talk about relationship or if you don't want to talk about family, because that's like boundaries, then what are their boundaries? Right. Because we need, before going into a reading, I think as readers, we want to help everybody in every way possible. And sometimes that's to our own detriment, you know, because we are getting ourselves, you know, we might be stepping on deep waters, right? right. And they mm-hmm. just don't want, they really, they really just want to know about the relationship. Yes, they might have issues with their family, but you need to respect the fact that they don't want to talk about their family. Yeah, now, right? right, right. So it brings me to the other part is just because you see something, you don't have to, in this case, right? And everything, <laughs> and everything else, if you see something, say something. But in this case, I would say, if you see something, ask if you should say something, right? You don't yes. need to say it just because you saw it, because we are, and, and this comes from a perspective of, of um, psychism, right? So mm-hmm. you could just be, a, but just perception, right? If you're aware of something's happening, um, just ask yourself, is this person in the right mindset? How do I feel that this person is receiving this reading? Or if they're, if you're at a party, do I really want to talk about this person about uh, uh, alcoholism or, uh, you know, any other addiction? Yeah. Right. Like sometimes you don't, you don't go there for a party yeah. reading. <laughs> well, and I, I've been like, I taught early on, if it's not said, you didn't hear it, you know, and that's mm-hmm. like the psychic thing where, I mean, even if you did hear something, if it didn't come out of that person's mouth that you're standing next to you or you're in the room with, mm-hmm. then you did not hear it and you should not just bring it up. So yes, always ask first. You can even mm-hmm. preference by saying something like, Hey, I'm getting this, you know, thing. And you know, is this something you want to talk about? That's that's something that I really need to keep in mind sometimes because I do, I, I do feel like sometimes it is not necessarily an ego trip, but it's like that helper mm-hmm. feeling, teacher's pet feeling mm-hmm. kind of run amok where it's just like, we want to solve everything. We want to do everything. And it's just like, you re- really have to keep in mind, who's the one paying for this reading? Who's the yep. one actually receiving this reading? Is it you? Then <laughs> you need to refocus on the client. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And I think we always have to remind ourselves, yeah, we are doing, we're in the service of this person, right? And it doesn't matter how good we are. It doesn't matter what type of technique we're using or what, uh, if it's tarot or Oracle or whatever, um, we're in the service of this person. So our first, our, our first um, mission to, to accomplish is really make this person feel comfortable. They are sharing their life with a total stranger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that takes a lot of courage and vulnerability, right? Even if they're close up at the beginning, right? And I think um, something that helps me also is a lot of people would come when I would when I used to read in a fiscal shop, uh, people would come by like tourists and stuff. They would say like, "Oh my god." don't tell me if I'm going to die. And I'm like, well, you are going to die and I'm going to die. Like we're all going to die. Like, you know, and that would, you know, um, really break down their nerves, you know, and kind of like 
put them in a, in a more open position in order to get into the reading, uh, which this is just advice, not just for scary cards, but in general, it's like, make a joke if you're good at jokes, right? Um, have, have some have some mm -hmm. light conversation. I use, I also, when I schedule readings, I also, part of it, it's that pre like conversation of like five minutes or 10 minutes of getting acquainted, right? If it's somebody that I don't know, tell me, you know, don't tell me about your life because I'm about to, talk to you about your life but how are you doing <laughs> yep. it's hot where are you at you know that type of thing so people feel comfortable um and when you do mm -hmm. have a card that's difficult then you uh, are able to approach it in a better way because they're in a more open and receptive way and i wanted to say something too that the another card that i don't um enjoy is the seven of cups and that's also a card that's not necessarily seen as a horror card, <laughs> no, but it can be not. very. It could, but it could be a horrendous card because uh, it's about illusion, right? And it's about mm -hmm. um, um, that the um, how do you call this um, escapism, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you go into this uh, world of fantasy where you're not really seeing what's there for you, that could lead you into a very dangerous uh, path. So that's another card that. You know, I don't necessarily. Oh, I, I know that nothing card. about that. Nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, I I actually call the Seven of Cups the idea Rhea card. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> it's just like you're spoiled for choice. There's mm -hmm. so many opportunities. There's so much this. Which way to go? Ooh, bright, shiny, and you'll you'll often pick the shiniest path that not, might not necessarily be the, that right choice for you or right path for you. So yeah, I, I, I too, I'm not a huge fan of the seven of cups because I'm just like, Ooh, is this squirrel syndrome we've got going on here? <laughs> yeah. And it could be, it could be, I feel, I feel like it could be very detrimental in the sense of the other stuff, even the devil you're aware of, your of what is tying you down you know people a lot of people with addictions right or attachments will be able to recognize it they just can't don't know how to get out of it right but the seven of cups is that that the, the swirl of like going deeper and deeper and you don't know right and it's not that right. it's, i'm not saying that it's a negative card but i'm saying that it, the potential for it i don't like seeing it because um it makes me think of where is this going, right? And and yeah. is this person going to be able to reflect on what they need to reflect right now? So that's yeah. another part. I for, I forgot to mention that one. I had written it down and I forgot. To <laughs> well, that's it. fine. It's it's oh, you came with notes. Yeah, you are more prepared than us. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how much is out there when you start talking about the horror or the scary cards because every each again each one of us has a bias. Each one of us has a life has her own individual lives and everything. And there's just you know. Again, each from deck to deck, those cards differ. I mean, we all have favorite cards that we like and we look, you know, for in in our favorite decks. And it's also, you know, true for those scary horror cards. So hopefully we've given everybody some good ideas on um, what oh, our cards are. I have another I have another helpful tip. Oh, good. Um, yes. Especially especially when we're talking about those clarifier cards that are just like, hit me, mm -hmm. hit me, hit me. If you start doing that and you start to see your big bad cards, you're not do not interpret those literally. That is just a sign to stop freaking pulling cards. You're done. Yes. The reading is done. The tarot said what it said. <laughs> it's not going to get any better. <laughs> it's, put, the, it's... Put, put the deck away. 
So that is like one case, one case where, you know, the big baddie cards start coming out. You're pulling too many cards. Stop the reading. You're it's, good. It's like the deck's just yelling at you to, sh- you know, put it down and stop. In, and I thought I was crazy. It. I thought I was crazy when that happened to me. And then mm-hmm. I started to like ask other readers and they're, they're just like, nope, nope. Yeah. Happened to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> totally. the, deck, the deck will tell you when you've got enough cards and when you're, you know, I don't know, trying to pull for that, that in um, seven of cups imagined or fantasy, you know, statement. Yeah, because I think I think that's where we go into that self-fulfilled prophecy of uh, of oh, this is what I you know, this yep. is, and that's the illusion, that's the trick, that's the trap that we're setting ourselves up for, um, and then we're putting that into our uh, the people that we're reading for also. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So again, listeners, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Chris, for coming on and having of a fantastic course, well, discussion. My pleasure. We'll have Chris coming back one more time. Um, I think that episode will probably end up being after the kitchen table gathering. So, um, so if you want, if you, if you want to learn <laughs> from our rail at yes. the kitchen table gathering, uh, there is still tickets available, um, as of the time of this recording or publishing of this episode. Um, so if you're liking what you're hearing, you should really get yourself a ticket mm-hmm. and join yes, all virtual. That, that, all virtual. That, that, that. Definitely. And Jamie, I think she'll put my, my uh, Instagram handle. So yes. Everybody can oh yeah. Our, yes. We'll, we'll put all of Chris's con- um, contact info in the show notes so you can get in touch with him or hang out with us at KTG and, you know, make faces or laugh at him or, I mean, or cheer him <laughs> and you know, ask all the questions there because <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun and we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for joining us uh, at Cardslingers Coast to Coast. You can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com. And please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.